Bless you, bless you, beloved, this afternoon. You are listening to Teach Victory Gospel Ministries Gospel Podcast. We're wrapping up the month of resurrection with the encore presentation of the power of the cross by the late great Bishop Roberto Jamont of Nazareth Christian Fellowship, Brooklyn, New York. We're proud to have you with us this afternoon. It is April 30th, Saturday. Here in the Hudson Valley, it is a beautiful, beautiful sunny afternoon. And so grateful, so thankful to have you with us. Just going to let the music meditate to us before we say a prayer and get on with the broadcast. If you're able to to pause wherever you are and pray, please do so. If not, that's fine. Keep those prayer requests and testimonies coming in. They're so blessing. They're such a blessing. And bless you for keeping us uplifted in prayer. I'm your host, Dee. Proud to be your host. Proud to be your host. I tell you, we celebrated our one-year anniversary and looking for many more. Remember, any music that you're listening to on this venue, we do not own the rights to. However, it ministers to us just the same. Praise God for Jesus, for he came and he rose so that we all may have the right to the tree of life. Let us pray. Let us pray. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for another day, a day that we haven't seen before. We bless your name. We thank you for our power rise this morning. We thank you for our lying down last night. We thank you for making it so, Jesus, that no hurt, harm, danger, Accidents or incidents came upon our dwelling, upon our seed, upon our household. We praise your name this evening, my Father, for life as well as it is. We praise your name because what you did back on Calvary, you did not have to do it, but I'm so glad you did. Father, in the name of Jesus We thank you for the blessed Holy Spirit. Let him come and move in this place right now. Somebody needs a healing, Father. Somebody needs deliverance, Father. Somebody needs your blessing, Father. Father, we thank you. 
Bless the nation that we're in today. Father, make them, make our leaders to return to you. They have turned their minds and their thoughts away from you, Father. Their will is not aligning up with your divine will. Father, get all into their spirit and turn them back to you. Father, help the wayward soul that do not know you. Help them to come to know you. Father, remember our leaders on every level of government. Remember the nation's at, at, at global, globally. Remember the Ukraine, Pakistan, India, Japan, South Africa, China. Remember them, Lord Jesus. The UK, Ireland, Russia, Greece, all over the world. Father, remember, for you said in your word that all nations shall bow before you. We need a healing right now, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. We need forgiveness right now. For you said in your word, if my people would humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face and pray, you will hear from heaven and heal their land. We thank you for that Second Chronicles 7, 14 anointing. Father, remember our children and our children's children. Remember families, Lord Jesus. Remember those who are on the job and cannot seem to see their way out of their economic conditions. Remember those walking under the cloud of despair, disappointment depression. Remember those walking under the spirits of witchcraft, Jezebel, Saul, Ahab, Korah. We rebuke and bind every spirit that is not of you in Jesus' mighty name. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh within us in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you. We thank you. Bless everyone on this venue listening to this podcast. We thank you, Lord, that you thought it not robbery spending your precious moments with us this afternoon on this 30th day of April. We thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. If you're just tuning in, you're with Teach Victory Gospel Ministries Gospel Podcast. I am your host, D. We're going to do an encore, just a short, little, little of it, of the late Bishop Roberto Jamont, the power of the cross. Tell somebody, take up your cross. Take up your cross. Take up your cross. In Jesus' mighty name.
not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, so that your fate could not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. So far, the scripture. Father, bless your word and bless your people. Cause your word to encourage them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. And my topic this morning is, my topic tonight is the power of the cross. The power of the cross. You can agree with me when I say that the crucifixion of Jesus Christ was a once and for all substitution of the Son of God taking our place so we did not have to suffer rather than suffering we are able to walk in the abundant life purchased for us by the blood that was shed on the cross if you agree with me say amen most believers believe this however most of us look to what happened on the cross and we are thankful for what happened on the cross but we seem to forget we seem to forget and to only remember what happened on the cross on Holy Week. And when Holy Week is over, we turn our focus to abundant living. There is nothing wrong with abundant living. But if we only focus on abundant living and not on the cross, we will lose out on what the cross promises or does for our daily living. This view is not only common today, but also was the practice of the Corinthian church. Paul sets out in this text to inform the Corinthians and us about the power of the cross in the life of the believer. The cross is significant to your life. The problem with only focusing on abundant living or abundant life and forgetting the necessity of the cross is to neglect the power and the necessity of the cross in our day-to-day -day living. It's important that we remember the cross every day. Luke 9 and 23 says, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. If anyone wishes to come after me, he or she must deny their self and take up their cross daily and follow Jesus. So walking with the cross is a daily thing. 
Walking with the cross of Jesus Christ in your life is something that every believer has to do every day. When Christ died on the cross for our sin, he not only stood in my place doing what I never could do for myself, but his death on the cross also showed me that I must live a victorious life. Or his death on the cross promises me that I can live a victorious life. I must, in order to live a victorious life, I must deny my selfish pursuits. Don't say amen. Just thank you, Elder Sharon, for saying right. When you deny selfish pursuit, that's what the text says, pursuits, see, 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 it's not wrong to pursue things. Let's get that clear. It's not wrong to pursue something that's according to the will of God. The Bible says if a man wants the office of a bishop, he's looking for a good thing. Yes. And also there's not wrong to pursue things. Yes. It becomes wrong when the thing you are pursuing is outside the will of God. Are you with me so far? And the second thing the verse is telling us is that I must take up my cross every day and follow him. I believe it's the book of Romans uh, that says, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a uh, living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And then it goes on to say that be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. My God. Just as you have to renew your mind every day, you have to pick up the cross every day. Tell somebody to pick up your cross. See, Christ died to save us from hell, but not to save us from the cross. Let me say that again. Maybe some of you didn't get that. Christ died to save us from hell, but not to save us from the cross. He died so that we could be glorified, but not to keep us from being crucified. Let me say that again. He died so that we could be glorified, but not to keep us from being crucified. Another verse says, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live how? Touch your neighbor. You need the cross. So, so, so another verse says, another verse said, uh, uh, another verse, uh, another very cute, uh, uh, let me just repeat this verse one more time before I go to the other verse. It says, if anyone, if anyone, if anyone if any if anyone wishes to come after me so there are no restrictions anyone can pursue Christ anyone can come after Christ anyone can run to Christ it says if anyone wishes to come after me he must deny himself take up his cross and daily follow me for the Christian, the cross of Christ is not merely a past place of substitution, but it's a present place of daily execution. Romans 6 and 6 says, knowing this, that our old self was 
crucified with Christ mm. or with him in order that our bodies of sin might be done away with so that we could no longer be slave to sin. What's this interesting fact is that the Bible says that uh, knowing this, that, that our old self, our old nature has been crucified with Christ. Touch the name because some folks are falling asleep. I don't know why they're falling asleep, but this is a good word. And some of you need to hear this. Listen, listen. It says, it says, when we are crucified, our old self is crucified. What, what most believers don't understand, and can I go into teaching mode right now? What most believers don't understand is this. They don't understand that their spirit before Christ was dead. Mm. Did My you know God. that? Your spirit before you were saved was dead. Because the Bible says that God told Adam, in the day that you eat this fruit, you will surely die. He didn't die physically because we all know he continued, he lived, and he and Eve had kids. But he had a dead spirit inside of him. And every once in a while, God would call a prophet and quicken his spirit, and he would begin to prophesy. But, it, but his spirit was still dead. He was only under a special anointing or a, a special a, a, a allotment by God. So then when Jesus came and died on the cross and rose again, uh, what he did is he released the Holy Spirit. And now all of us, when we become born again, our spirit now becomes, comes to life again through the Spirit of God. But your old nature is still there and it has not died. See, that's why some of you don't understand. Why is it that I keep doing what I'm doing? That's okay, I'm talking to myself. Let me just talk, I'm, I'm talking about me. Why do I keep doing the things that I do? I, I, I want to live right, but every time I try to live right, something comes up. I got to live wrong. Lord, I have to, I have to run to the altar and ask for forgiveness. Why? Because your old nature is still in you. Yes. Why some of us still cost? Because your old nature is still in you. Why do you hate your neighbor the way you hate your neighbor? Because your old nature is still in you. Why don't I talk to somebody? Why don't I talk to some and talk to others? Because your old nature is still in you. Why, 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 why is it I can't stand sister, 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 sister too cute? Mm. Why? Because sister too cute, you can't stand her because your old nature is still in you. Mm. You're not walking crucified. You see, when you walk crucified, you don't have those issues. Touch your neighbor. Bishop talking about you. Hello, somebody. The, 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 the verse in Galatians 20, 20, 20 uh, Galatians 20 and, what is it? Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. I wish Matthew would bring it up. I'm crucified with Christ. Thank you so much. I've been crucified with Christ. And it is no longer who? I who lives, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the what? In the what? In the what? In the what? So I'm still walking in flesh. But the life I'm living in the flesh now is different. It's a different life. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So there's been a transition. You, 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 you've been transitioned from a selfish person to a non-selfish person. Well, that's, that's the way it should work. Tell somebody that's the way it should work. All right, let, let, let me... 
let me move on. Let me just move, let me let me move this train quickly. Here we go. What what is Paul saying when he says, "Know this, that our old self was crucified with him, in order that our bodies of sin might be done away with, so that we." could no longer be saved. What is Paul really saying? What Paul is saying is that we should never allow the cross to lose its crucifying power in our lives. Paul is saying never allow the cross of Jesus Christ, the thing that killed him today, not the object, but the, what happened on that cross. We should never allow it, it. Hello, somebody. We should never allow it to lose its power. Because if you're crucified with Christ, you don't walk in sin. If you're crucified in Christ, you do what is right. And even if you do something that's wrong when you're crucified in Christ, God convicts you, the Holy Spirit convicts you, and you run to the altar to be saved. This generation of believers only want to enjoy the benefits provided by the cross. But they don't want to endure the hardship and the shame of the cross. Can I say that again? Mm. This generation of believers only want to enjoy the benefits yes. provided by the cross. But they don't want to endure the hardship and the shame of the cross. Don't want to go through. Hebrews 12 and 2 says, fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So carrying your cross every day will give you some shame. Hello? Carrying your cross every day would, would bring some, some despising in your life. The problem with today's believer is that the cross only relegates, in their mind it relegates to something distant and past. Paul also tell the Corinthians, he said to them, he says to them, uh, his first lesson was to teach them uh, that, that you should not relegate the cross to the past uh, and that you should daily pick up your cross and follow him. That was his first lesson. And his second lesson now is this. If you have pride and you have boasting, then you're not walking or you're not picking up your cross every day. The reason why some of us are, are, are still battling some sins in our lives and the reason why some of us are still struggling to become who God has called us to become is because we have not picked up our cross Teach it, Bishop. and daily Teach walk with Bishop. it. Teach it. You see, you see, you see, it, 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 if, if you go back today to this day that we celebrate and if you remember all that happened to Jesus on this day before they nailed him to the tree, he had to carry his cross. After being beaten, Obasir Jamaat said he was blooded. She said that he was blooded. He was blooded. I mean, he was whipped with a cat of nine tail. And she said every time they whipped him, some disease came upon him. Y'all should have been there. It was a wonderful teaching. Every time they whipped him, some disease came upon him. Every time that whip hit him, uh, diabetes was on his back. Every time that whip hit him, cancer was on his back. Every time that whip hit him, a tumor came on to him. Every kind of sickness came on because by his stripes, we are healed. 
So now after he's beaten to a pulp, after he's beaten and, and insulted and, 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 and they, 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 they just they verbally abused him and, and physically abused him, they forced him to carry his cross. As weak as he is, they forced him to pick up his cross and to walk with his cross. The cross was so heavy, heavy at one point that he fell beneath the load of the cross. He was rejected. He was despised by men. There was nothing. The, 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 the prophecy says there was nothing good to look at when you saw Jesus. He, he, he looked like his back looked like raw meat. His face was all disfigured. His face was all swollen from the thorn, uh, from the crown of thorns they put on his head. He was disfigured. But, 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 but yet he still had to carry his cross. So you say to me, Bishop, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm going through. Bishop, you don't know what I'm going through. I say to you, still pick up your cross. Because your cross is going to get you to your destiny. It doesn't matter how, how heavy it is. It doesn't matter how hard it seems. It doesn't matter how difficult it seems. Your cross is going to get you to your destiny. Your cross is going to keep you focused on who God has called you to be. Your cross is going to cause you to walk in destiny. Somebody say, pick up your cross. So Jesus picked up his cross and he walked with his cross. They laid his cross on the ground. They nailed his hands to the tree. They nailed his hands to the tree. Every time, they, every time that hammer went in, I, I heard one person say, Lord, forgive them. Every time the nails went into his hands, uh, uh, I believe Pastor Ferguson said, Lord, forgive them. And, and you know, I, most of us think, believe that, that, that the, 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 the nails were put into his palm. The nails were not put into his palm. They were put into his wrist. Because the palm could not resist, could not hold his weight. They put the nails right here in the wrist. Hello, somebody. And then they tied, they bound him to the cross. And every time the nail went in and the hammer came down, as, was, uh, as Pastor Ferguson said, he said, Lord, forgive them. Yes. But all that was just for me. Yes. He, he took that just for me. He took it just for me. And they nailed both hands and then they put his feet together and they proceeded to nail him to the, the tree. And then they had him sit and the cross was designed so that he would not hang, but that he would sort of like sit. He took all of that. He bore his cross. He took all that insult just for me. And as Obasir Jamaat said, he didn't say no mass. Mm. <coughs> uh, you, you, you just have to find that tape, find that CD, and listen to what Obasir Jamaat no said. Mass. She said he did not say no mass because the Bible says he laid his life down. down. No one took his life. He laid it down. He had authority to lay it down and to pick it up. My God. Hello, somebody. But he laid his life down for me. The Bible said he could have called 10,000 angels. Yes. Hello. Y'all know the, 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 the Marvel movie. Uh, 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 what was it? What was the movie last one with, 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 with Thanos, Thanos or whatever his name is? And in Infinity Wars. See, in Infinity Wars, when, when Thor finally came down and chopped him in the side of his head, and, and, and that Thanos said, you should have cut my head off. 
because Tano snapped his finger and boom, everything went. Jesus had, all Jesus could have done is just snap his finger. And angels could have come and said, oh, oh y'all back off. But as Obasio Jamaa said, he did not say no mass. He said, it is finished. Yes. You see, because, because he, he, come, he carried his cross so that I could carry my cross. Such as the neighbor. Carry your cross. Carry your cross. Ah, oh, my God. Isn't God wonderful? Are, are you getting something from this? Hello? Are you getting something from this? Watch this. The reason they had a problem with pride and boasting was because they didn't allow the cross to have its crucifying effect in their lives. They believed, uh, they, they believed that, they could be, uh, be, uh, that they could advance beyond the cross. The cross may have been necessary to get, get them over the problem with sin, but now they were filled with riches and wise, and they were wise and they were strong. But when you believe yourself strong, you're weak. Hmm. The weakness of the cross, the foolishness of the cross, the humiliation of the cross was not something they cared about. Paul said that the Corinthians had become prideful, boastful, and rich. They had become kings in their own imagination. Paul was teaching that the cross was not merely an historical event, but it was a way of life. Take up your cross daily, Jesus said. Uh, 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 every day you wake up, you should pick up your cross. There's a story, there's a story of a man who was walking through heaven. And as he was walking through heaven, there was crosses all over the place. And his cross was a plain, just a plain old wooden cross. And he complained to the angel that was uh, taking him around, he complained and he said to the angel, he said, why do I only have a wooden cross? Because he was looking around, some cross had diamonds, and some cross were, were can I say blinged out? Yes. Can I say bling, that? Blinged. Okay, some crosses were blinged out, some crosses had some really nice stuff on it, and, and he said, why don't I have one of those crosses? And the angel said, okay, go. You want one of those crosses? Try to pick it up. So the man went over and he grabbed the fanciest, beautifulest cross. He it's this cross had diamonds and studded with all sorts of beautiful things. And he, he picked it up and he, he couldn't carry it. It was too heavy for him. It was just too heavy for him. So he went back to his wooden cross because his wooden cross was just right for him. See, each of you have your own cross. You can't carry my cross, I can't carry your cross. As close as I am to my wife, I can't carry her cross. She's got to carry her cross, and I've got to carry my cross. I can't carry her cross and my cross because I was not designed to do that. I was designed to carry my cross. Each of you, have the, each of you must get up every morning and carry your cross. I don't know what your cross is. I don't know what, what burdens you have in your life. I don't know what's going on, but I do know that you have to carry your own cross and because and because Jesus carried a cross on today you can carry your cross such as a neighbor you can carry your cross oh come on you gotta praise God you gotta give you gotta thank God for the ability to carry your cross they were not they were not picking up their cross every day they were talking uh, about picking up a scepter 
They were sitting on, on, on their thrones daily. They were leaving the cross in the past and running to the future without the cross. When you relegate the cross to the past, you empty the cross of its power to humble, prideful, and boastful personalities. Now, let's talk about the power of the cross. Hmm. Paul described the way he came to Corinthians with two negative statements about how he did not come first and two positive statements about how he did come. Let me talk about how he did not come. And this is what I love about Paul because we all see Paul as some gigantic man. Don't you all see Paul that way? See, some of you, some of your Bibles, so you've been around long enough so you know the description they've placed in Paul. But some of you think that Paul must have been the greatest man to just sit around. Some, if, if Paul walked through these doors, y'all would go, ear. Hello? <laughs> if Paul came through those doors, some of you would be like, uh-uh, put him in the back. Mm-hmm. The Apostle Paul in the back. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. Paul said to them, this is what he said, he, 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 this is how he said he did not come to them. He says, uh, verse 1 of the text says, And when I came to you, brethren, I did not come with superiority of speech or of wisdom, proclaiming to you the testimony of God. So Paul said, I didn't come with fancy words. I didn't come with theological degrees, even though he had mm-hmm. theological degrees. Paul studied under Gamaliel. Paul was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. But when he began to carry his own cross, that kind of stuff disappeared out of his life. Oh, Lord, help me, 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 somebody. The Bible says that Paul studied under Gamaliel. He was, he, was, he was like a Rhodes scholar, a biblical Rhodes scholar. He knew what he, knew what he was talking about. If he, if he graduated, what's the highest graduation you get when you come out of school? What, what do they call you? Cum laude. He was a cum laude. You know, he, 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 he went to Harvard of his time. Hello, somebody. He started under the most famous professor there ever was. And he was a star pupil. Hello. Because when, when Stephen is, is, is being crucified, when Stephen is being stoned, the young man that's standing by the side of holding everybody's coat, giving his approval, is Paul. He was called Saul at the time. Saul of Tharsus. Everybody knows him. Right, but, but, but then back then, he was not carrying a cross. He was carrying a crown because he was crucified. He was, he was persecuting the church. But one day he decided to go after the church outside of Jerusalem. And as he was going outside of Jerusalem to, to, to persecute the church, the Bible says that he encountered a light that was greater than the, the noonday sun. How bright that light had to have been. And then he heard a voice say, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Don't you know you can't kick against them? And then all of a sudden, he just got an instant revelation. He says, my God, my Lord. And he fell down blind. And then he got saved. Lord, Lord told him, I believe it was Ananias. He said, listen, hey, go, go. Go to this hotel. You know, God is awesome. Can, can, can I take my time? God is an awesome God, right? Here's Ananias, minding his own business. And God comes and says, hey, Ananias. Yes? I want you to go to 
uh, uh, the, 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 the Marriott mm -hmm. down the block. And I want you to go and ask for the room of a guy by the name of Saul of Tarsus. Mm. And I said, God, <laughs> wait, 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 God, 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 God. Wait a minute, God, God, you, 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 you must have making a mistake. You sure you don't want somebody else? You sure the man I got to go find, his name is Saul of Tarsus? Yes, Saul of Tarsus. Well, God, I've heard that he's the one who's persecuting the church. He's got a reputation. He's been throwing folks into jail, beating them up, killing them. He's the one who stoned Stephen. So why should I risk my life to go mess with him? You must have made a mistake, God. I'm going the other way. I'm going to pull a Jonah. But God said, no, 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 no. You are the one. That's your cross. Oh. Sometimes the cross you've got to carry is not the cross you want to carry. But it's a cross that was designed for you to carry. Yes. Yes, indeed. So he swallows, picks up his cross, and he goes to Saul. Because God said, that, this same Saul, he's the one who's going to bring the gospel to the Gentiles. So he goes to Saul. He witnesses, he witnesses Saul. And all of a sudden, Saul gets saved. He gets saved. And when he tries to go and visit the churches, everybody runs from him. They see him coming. Run! Here comes Saul. Not knowing that he was converted. He's a born-again believer. But now he's walking with his cross. So because he's walking with his cross, he no longer considers himself a scholar. He's a born-again believer. That's why he said to them, I came to you in weakness. Bring up verse 1. Is it verse 1? Bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. What verse is that? He said, he said, he says, brethren, uh, when I came to you, I, brethren, I did not come with superiority of speech or of wisdom proclaiming to you the testimony of God. Some scholars believe that Paul also had a speech impediment. That's why he said, I didn't come to you with superiority of speech. Okay, that's, that's what he did not come with. The second thing he did not come with is in verse four, I believe. Verse four says, verse four says, and my message and my preaching were not persuasive words of wisdom. You know, some people can talk. <laughs> Hello. They can really talk and they can, you know. Mm. I used to love to see guys who were in prison and they came out oh, and they yes. read a dictionary and they could pronounce words, not knowing what the word meant, but they'll pronounce it anyway. So what, so what Paul is saying, Paul, so what Paul is saying here, I didn't come to you with that kind of preaching. I, I, I came, Paul said, I, I didn't come to you, I, I came to you, not with persuasive word. I didn't come with fancy words. I didn't come with fancy wisdom. I came to you carrying my cross. Because all I care about is that Christ crucified. That's all I care about. And then he tells them, and then he tells them what he came with. Are you with me? Are you still getting something out of this? Then he tells them what he came with. He says, he says, uh, 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 he says to them, he said in verse 3, he says, I was with you in weakness and in fear and trembling. 
You see that? Y'all see the last part of the verse? Uh -uh. See, I was with you in weakness and in fear mm. and in trembling. Wait a minute, wasn't this Paul, Saul of Tarsus? So how come all of a sudden now he's weak? How, how come he's fearful? How come he's trembling? Because he's carrying his cross. And when you carry your cross, you ain't got time to be proud. When you're walking with your cross, you're walking with purpose. And you ain't got time to be a boastful person or a pride, prideful person. Hello? And then, then there's the second thing that he comes with, I believe, is, is the second part of verse 4. Go to verse 4. He, he says, second part says, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of the power. It was Paul. It was Paul. The Bible says, the Bible says, Paul, Paul went up into heaven. Are you are you hot? Because I'm kind of like burning up. You comfortable? It, it, it was Paul. It was Paul who said he had a vision. He said, he said, he said, he said, he had a vision. <laughs> he said he had a vision. And he was taken up into the third heaven. I don't know what the, I don't don't ask me what the third heaven is. There's some things that I'm gonna have to ask God when I get to heaven. But it said it went to the third heaven. God showed God showed him some things. God gave him some things. God said some things to him. God revealed some things to him. And he said, he said, when he came out of that, God said, you know what? There's some things that you saw, you should see. So just to keep you in check, I'm going to put a thorn in the flesh. I'm going to allow a thorn to come into your flesh. <laughs> Thank you. Another cross. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all need to, y'all need to understand this. So, so there's some things that you, uh, 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 that you have been fighting all your life. That rather than, shoot you, than you fight, you should just carry it. Because it's your cross. Tell somebody, stop fighting. Stop fighting. God's been trying to tell you to love that person for the longest time. And you refuse to love that person. You refuse to forgive that person to let them go. You just keep holding on to them. And God keeps talking to you. And you're not listening to God. And God is saying, that's the person I need to talk to. That Go to that person. Go to that one. And you say, no, no, no. And you keep not doing it. The day you do it, you get your breakthrough. My God. My God. Keep going, keep going. The day you pick up that cross, you get your breakthrough. Touch his head, breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Amen. That's good, Bishop. True. So, so here's Paul now. So, 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 so here's Paul. And God says, it says it was given to him a, a, a messenger of Satan to buffet him. And he said, Lord, he said, Lord, Lord, you know, move this from me. My grace Get this out of my life. My Three Lord. times he prayed. And God said, uh-uh. No. No. So my you've grace, been praying Paul. 15 mm. times. 16 times. And God had been saying no. And you don't get the point yet. You don't get the hint. That that's part of your process. Yes, yes, yes. Process. It's part of your process yes. to get you to where God wants you to yes. be. So rather than fight, just pick it up and walk with it. And this is what God said to him. God says, God says, God says, listen, I give you this because while you're weak, mm. I'm strong. Yes. Yes. So he said, my grace makes you strong. Oh your weakness becomes my strength in your life. 
He said, my grace is sufficient. Come on now. It'll take you through. So Paul, when Paul gets to the Corinthians, man, he's done. He's just a, he's just a cross-carrying man. And he understands his purpose and his weaknesses. See, the problem why, the reason why some of us are still walking in pride and we are so prideful and so boastful is because we have not picked up our cross. The reason why some of us are so confused and, and always depressed and, and needing help and, and wanting someone to pray for me and wanting someone to do this for you is because you have not picked up your cross. Mm. It was the cross that got Jesus to his destiny. Yeah. It's your cross that's going to get you to your destiny. Rather than running from your cross, pick it up. And daily follow him. Are you ready? Okay, so let me, let me, let me wrap this up. Let me close this up. You know, somebody said when preacher said, let him, let him close it up. It means that they're going to preach for another 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm not preaching for no 45 minutes. I'm going to give you three verses and then we'll quit. My God. Three verses. Bring up 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 10, 10. 2 Corinthians 10, 10. This is what they used to talk about Paul. They talked about Paul a lot. You, you, you know, Paul had a lot of enemies. Paul, Paul, wake that boy up because he snores too loud. Paul had a lot of enemies. He snores like a fully grown man. Paul had a lot of enemies. A lot of enemies. And there was a group of people called the Judaizers. They would follow Paul around anywhere Paul went. And if anything Paul teaches, teach. Paul would go to a new community, give them the gospel. People would get saved. The church would start. And as soon as Paul left, these guys would shoot. They will sweep in like locusts. And they'll begin to tell the people what Paul told you was not right. You got to get circumcised. You got to follow the law. Hello? You still have those people today. Got a bunch of folks start teaching a whole bunch of stupid things. And, and, and you, you, you believe they're running around believing everything you hear. Because you don't come to Bible study, so you don't know what's going on. Hello? You don't read your Bible, so you don't know what's going on. People tell you stuff. People tell you stuff like godliness is next to cleanliness, and you believe that kind of stuff. You, that's not in the Bible. I ain't found in the Bible. Where you get that from? Hello? Mm. And you believe in stuff that's not even in the Bible. And then people tell you, you know, you know I stop arguing people that somebody say, it's in the Bible. I say, well, show it to me. Is it, if they can't show it to me, yeah, it's there. I said, no, 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 wait, wait. I know it's there, but you show it to me. If you can't show it to me, the argument is over. I know it's in the Bible. No, you don't know nothing. You heard. You heard it was in the Bible, you, but you don't know it's in the Bible. Hello? I see people, I see people they'll, they'll take the new, the, the new International Version Bible and they'll say it's not a good Bible because it, it excludes verses that the King James have. Well, the King James is wrong. The verses were not in the original text in the first place. Oh, see, y'all don't like that. See, y'all get upset at me. Some of y'all King James fanatics, y'all get upset at me. No, no, no. There's some scripture in King James that were not in the original text. Right. They were added 
to make it sound better, but it was not an original text. So now these new translations just omit them all together, but there's a little footmark saying why it was omitted. But folks say, oh, it's not a real, it's not, this is why we don't read this Bible. Go learn. Amen? So, so, so this verse says this. This verse says, For they said, His letters are weighty and strong, but His personal presence is unimpressive, and His speech is contemptible. They're talking about Paul. Paul wrote two-thirds of the gospel. And there are people saying that His letters are weighty and strong, and His personality is unimpressive, and His speech is contemptible. Theologian tells that Paul, his problem or his thorn in the flesh was an eye problem. They said that it was an eye problem that his eyes, he could not see well. That's why he dictated all his letters. And he would always have a runny eye. His eye would always run. Constantly running. That's why I said if he walked through, and some believe that he was also hunchback. And he was very short. I hear Obasi always say mini-me. He was like a little mini-me. He was not a tall man. And yet he was hunched over. His eye was always running. He probably didn't smell right. Because he was always on the road, traveling. Hello? Oh, y'all. y'all. I mean, some of you need reality because the, your version of what the Bible should look like is not what the Bible looked like. They didn't have running water. Hmm. Oh. And they will say that Paul was not a good teacher. Some still being questioned his apostleship. Said he was not an apostle. And he was constantly fighting these things. But he kept on carrying his cross. Then, 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 then go to Galatians 4. Bring Galatians 4, 13 and 14. Galatians 4, 13, 14. It says this. But you know that it was because of a bodily illness that I preached the gospel to you the first time and that which was a trial to you in my body condition you did not despise or load but you received me as an angel of God as Christ Jesus himself so Paul himself tells us I was always sick I was always carrying my cross but it didn't stop me from doing what I had to do See, you see, I always say, I always say this, that I say that if the civil rights were to be today, the movement was to start today, it would fail. If Martin Luther King, if we didn't have civil rights now, and, and, and Martin Luther King came around and he tried to rally the people together, it would fail. Because people don't have the commitment today to suffer for a cause. Martin Luther King was beaten, mm. spat upon, thrown in jail, yes, talked he was. about. The FBI was constantly spying on him. And he still stayed the course. Why? Because he was carrying his cross. See, when you carry a cross, it doesn't matter what happens to you. You are focused on what God has commissioned you to do. Touches a neighbor. Are you carrying your cross? Are you carrying your cross? So let me close with this last verse that I'm done. 
Did you get something from this? Let me close with this last verse. Verse uh, 2 Corinthians 12 and 10. This is the bottom, the bottom part of the, the thorn in the flesh. It says, therefore I am well content with weakness. Who says things like that? Who says things like that? They can be, who says things like that? Who says things like that? Y'all see that? When was the last time you said, I'm content in weakness? So, okay. So content, y'all, okay. Let me, let me break it down to modern English. I'm happy in my weakness. How many of y'all say that? Because you know, y'all used to say, Bishop, what do you mean by content? Uh, you know. I am happy in my weakness. I'm happy I don't have a job. Ooh. I'm happy my rent is behind. Y'all mm. <laughs> see, y'all, y'all. I'm happy I just got fired. Y'all, 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 some of y'all are just like, <laughs> you, know, you know, but, but Paul says, Paul said, therefore, I am well content with weakness, with insults, with distress, with persecution, with difficulties. But here's the caveat. For Christ's sake. In other words, I suffer. In other words, I suffer weakness. I suffer insults. I suffer distress. I suffer persecution. I suffer difficulties for Christ's sake. Yes. Not for my sake. There's a difference. Because some of you are suffering for things your sake. I was telling some young ladies today, stop praying for a husband by the name of What's his name? Boaz. 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 Because overseer, overseer, my son overseer Meeks came, and overseer Meeks says, Boaz died the next day. Sure did. <coughs> so, you know, I, I, I never heard that before, so I had to go research it. I went, I went researching it, and according to Jewish tradition, it's not in the Bible, according to Jewish tradition, the rabbis say that, what's his name? Boaz died the next day. Dead. She killed him. <laughs> Come on. Because he was 80. She was 40. All you old men who want young Come women. Come on now. Jewish tradition says he died the next day. So y'all better stop praying for boys. Unless you want to live a widow, a rich widow, after you're done. Hello? So that, so, so see, see, so, so, so no, I start putting things together. I start putting things together in my mind because I'm wondering why Jesse was such a bad father. Because he never had a father in his life. Mm. Oh, y'all get that one later. Somebody get that later. Beloved, you have been blessed by the immortal voice of Bishop Roberto Jamont. This was his Good Friday message. His Good Friday message.
April 19, 2019. I pray you've been blessed. I pray you've been blessed. If you've been blessed by this podcast, shoot me an email. Shoot me a, a, a inbox. And if you're in the area of 576 Ralph Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, visit Nazareth Christian Fellowship. Overseer Aurelia Jamat and the family will welcome you with open arms. She is also the president of BRJ Ministries. Beloved, I pray that you have a restful night and that you have a power rise in the morning. We bless you. We thank you for being with us this evening. And we're going to say to you, to run on in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. Run on in the mighty name of Jesus. As you go about your week, look for the FB Live broadcast, Teach Victory Gospel Ministries. Look for events coming up. Stay prayerful, stay careful, stay safe. And remember, you have the victory. In Christ Jesus. We love you and God bless you. A sweet sleep tonight and a power rise for service tomorrow. Love you. See you next week.